Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble, by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Scary Stories for the Soul. Everyone has a favorite Halloween icon. Whether it's villains like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers, or even just an all-encompassing figure like the vampire or werewolf. Everyone has their own favorite character that makes Halloween ten times better. Mine are witches. Now, I might be biased as a practicing Wiccan myself, but I have always been fascinated by witches and the power that they hold over our culture. And Halloween is the perfect time for me to immerse myself in all things witchy. Even more so than I do on a regular basis, I mean. So this Halloween season, I'm kicking off our Halloween special series by filling you in on three of my favorite witches in folklore and history three witchy tales every week for the month of October, leading up to an original horror story on Halloween night. Let's kick things off by traveling east into the folklore of Russia, Serbia, Czechoslovakia, and Poland. Here we meet a woman by the name of Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga is many things, a witch, a shapeshifter, and even an unlikely fairy godmother type, there to help you in your time of need in the most unorthodox of ways. But the one thing that Baba Yaga is best known for is her habit of stealing, cooking, and eating those foolish enough to enter her woods. And more often than not, these fools are children. Baba Yaga lives in a hut in the middle of the forest, surrounded by a fence topped with human skulls. This quaint little hut constantly moves locations, so lucky for you, you'll never know where you'll find her. Her hut is able to move so quickly and so constantly because it's perched on two sinewy chicken legs, giving her the ability to run and spin and jump to new locations faster than you can imagine, which means the likelihood of someone outrunning her is slim to none. She rides around through the forest, a mortal and pestle in one hand and a broom in the other, so she can wipe away any tracks she might leave behind. The supernatural being known as Baba Yaga has been around for centuries and is prominently figured in Slavic folklore as a grotesque crone with exaggerated features, such as a nose that hits the ceiling, a body so wide that she can drape herself from one end of her hut to the other, and sharp iron teeth that make it possible for her to crunch through a bone. She is regularly referenced in literature as Baba Yaga Yelesnivi Zubami, or Baba Yaga with iron teeth 
There's also a particular emphasis on the monstrousness of her breast, buttocks, and other nether regions that are impolite to mention. The ferocity of her appearance is oftentimes equated to the fact that this particular witch of the western woods is often used as a figure to scare children into doing what they're told. Let's not forget that Baba Yaga's favorite snack is a child or two in the evening. She has the ability to entrance those who wander her way, whether it be a strong adult or a lost child, hypnotizing them with her spell until they are in her hut and in her stovepot. Baba Yaga roams through the forest in the morning, soaring through the skies in her mortar. She returns to her hut in the afternoon when she's ready to feast. Fairy tales say that she commands a flock of black geese who serve as spies and lookouts for her. So, if you ever see a flock of black geese circling you from above, you might be in some trouble. Take, for instance, Alison Laurie's The Black Geese, a tale about two rambunctious children, Olga and Sergei. Olga and Sergei's mother warned them not to play outside because black geese were flying in the sky, a sure tell sign that Baba Yaga was on the hunt. But the children didn't want to listen, instead choosing to sneak out of their home while their mother was at the market. And sure enough, after a few mere moments of play and joy, Sergei was snatched up and taken to Baba Yaga to serve as her next meal. Fortunately for the young boy, Olga was able to follow his path to the old witch's hut, and through the use of magic and enchanted items, she was able to save her brother before he got eaten. Although both children survived, they learned a valuable lesson about listening to their mother. It's fables like these that propose the idea of Baba Yaga serving a greater purpose than just the big bad witch at the end of the woods. If Baba Yaga wanted to eat you, she just would. There is nothing holding her back from it. And yet, oftentimes, we find stories of her not just imprisoning and eating people, but also helping them as well, even if it's accidentally. Sometimes, but only sometimes, Baba Yaga can and will help those who seek her in her woods. And sometimes, but only sometimes, will she take on a twisted fairy godmother-like role. Tales like Vasilisa the Beautiful, The Frog Princess, and Baba Yaga and the Kind-Hearted Girl each show examples of Baba Yaga working as an agent of self-actualization through the means of inciting chaos or threatening harm. For instance, Baba Yaga and the kind-hearted girl opens with three small children begging their grandfather, a man named Old Peter, to tell them a story. Quote, Baba Yaga is a witch, said Old Peter, a terrible old woman she is, but sometimes kind enough. Baba Yaga is often bad, as in the case of Vesalisa the very beautiful, who was only saved from her iron teeth by the cleverness of her magic doll. 
And has Baba Yaga really got iron teeth? asked Vanya. Iron, like the poker and tongs, said old Peter. What for? said Marusia. To eat up little Russian children, said old Peter. When she can get them, she usually only eats bad ones, because the good ones get away. She is all bony all over, and her eyes flash, and she drives around in a mortar, beating it with a pestle, and sweeping up her tracks with a broom, so that you cannot tell which way she is going. Old Peter decides to tell them the story of a young, sweet, kind-hearted girl who was sent to Baba Yaga's house by her evil stepmother to be eaten up. Although the girl is scared of the witch, Baba Yaga is initially polite to her, even though she plans on eating her. But that all changes when the girl uses her kindness on Baba Yaga's enchanted servants to convince them to help her escape. The girl turns the fear that Baba Yaga has placed in her heart into strength of courage, which helps her not only defeat the witch, but to cast out her evil stepmother. The story ends with, quote, The stepmother turned yellow when she saw her, and her eyes glowed, and her teeth ground together until they broke. But the little girl was not afraid, and she went to her father and climbed on his knee and told him everything just as it had happened. And when the old man knew that the stepmother had sent his little daughter to be eaten by Baba Yaga, he was so angry that he drove her out of the hut and even afterwards lived alone with the little girl as merry as before. In her own chaotic way, Baba Yaga helps the protagonist transform into a heroine. This has led folklorists to believe that maybe Baba Yaga isn't always a big bad witch. Maybe she more fits the criteria of the mythological trickster, much like the Norse god Loki or Wewekoatl from Aztec mythology. These characters are not inherently good or evil, as they are capable of doing both and being both at the same time. There is nothing black or white about them, and there is nothing black or white about Baba Yaga. And then there's the version of Baba Yaga who serves as the guardian of the fountain of life and keeper of the forest. Folklorists who have studied centuries worth of Baba Yaga narrative have found a connection to her and the natural world that could more or less paint her as a sort of radical environmentalist. Slavic folklore is riddled with written passages in more than a few fairy tale books casting Baba Yaga as the keeper of the fountains of the waters of life. She guards these waters, scaring away all that would misuse or try to take the waters for themselves with her grotesque features. The same can be said about her relationship to the forest around her. Baba Yaga cares for the trees, the land, and the animals who inhabit it. If you were to enter her woods in the hopes of felling some trees or poaching some animals, she'll scoop you up with her pestle and crush you up in her stone mortar right then and there. Think of yourself at that point 
as dinner she's picking up to go. And does that really make her a bad witch? I mean, in this instance, she's using her powers to stop someone from committing deforestation and poaching. It's another prime example of Baba Yaga living within those gray areas of morality. Not good, not bad, but sometimes leaning one way or the other. That very fact can be seen in her name alone. The name Baba Yaga can be translated from several different languages, ranging from Serbian to Old Czech to Russian. And although the translations tend to vary, they all have an encompassing theme. The word Baba, for instance, means grandmother or old woman in Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian, and Bulgarian. It can also be translated into woman in contemporary Polish and Russian, although the word in this case carries a pejorative meaning, often referring to a particularly dirty or foolish old woman. It's not exactly the nicest term, but you get my meaning. The word Yaga, on the other hand, is a bit of an etymological mystery. There is no real clear-cut definition for this word, and no clear-cut origin that we can trace it back to. Yaga could come from the Polish word Yedza, meaning witch, evil woman, or fury. It could also have its origins in the old Czech word Jeze, which can be translated to witch or legendary evil female being. It's a mouthful, but it's not entirely off the mark in this particular case. The one thing that these definitions all have in common, though, is that they paint a picture of Baba Yaga as both an evil witch and a powerful woman. Someone who is capable of monstrous things like eating children, while also wielding great power. In the end, everything you need to know about Baba Yaga is in her name. She is your maybe evil, maybe great, witchy grandmother. So her house walks around on chicken legs and she might or might not crush you up and eat you if you're rude to your parents or wander too far into her woods. Not all families are perfect. But don't forget that if you have kindness in your heart or you're just really good at sucking up to her, Baba Yaga might just let you go. The odds of you becoming her dinner are about 60-40. But hey, it's more than some people get. Halloween season is finally upon us, and we are deep into week one of our Halloween marathon, where we do one episode a week of scary stories for the soul, all leading up to our special Halloween episode. Don't forget to tune in on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, and Good Pods so you don't miss out on any of the Halloween fun. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and rate the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you have any legends, myths, or ghost stories you want to see covered on the show, email your ideas to scarystoriesforthesoul2020 at gmail.com. One of my favorite things to do is read emails from you creepy creeps. This has been Isabel Cortez. Until next time.